Welcome to the Something to Aim At podcast, a podcast dedicated to purposeful living. As this is our 10th episode, we are looking back to find out what we have learnt thus far. When we started the Something to Aim At podcast, our aim was to examine what it was to live well and to have purpose in life. We also wanted to find out if there was, is a right time to think about the life you want to live and how best to make it happen. 10 episodes in, we thought that you'd like to know what we've learnt thus far and what it might mean for the future of the podcast. You know what? I, I've just, I've just, just before we came on, I just did a, a quick fact check. Now, I can see you looking worried. Um, don't worry, it's taken from Podcast Host, if you've heard of them. Um, now, the fact is that as of January 2023, there are four. Th- Four million one hundred and fourteen thousand four hundred and twenty total podcasts registered around the world. I had to f- fact check myself there because I thought it was going to say four hundred thousand, but four million one hundred and fourteen thousand. But but and here's the crucial bit: only four hundred and forty-nine thousand and forty-one of them are active podcasts on Apple Podcasts. And there are currently more than 75 million episodes published in Apple Podcasts. How's about that, Neil? That's a lot of podcasts, isn't it? Um, According to Buzzsprout, the most popular genre are news, comedy, and wait for it, true crime. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I, I suspect we're going to talk about that later. But uh, a quarter of podcasts have only just one episode. Ah, and 64% have fewer than 10 episodes available. So guess what? Well, we're in the top 26% of podcasts. Yeah, that's quite something, isn't it? It's amazing, isn't it? It is. It is indeed. Well, what is the secret of our success, I wonder? Well, (laughs) no, it was interesting, all of those facts there because i didn't quite know where we were going to go with it but it's interesting that i can't say that i was an early adopter of podcasts but i do remember they've been around for a very long time i remember the first time i heard about podcasts uh, you know seriously and it would have been um i think it's 2005 2006 when a friend of mine said his friend let's call him jerry terry terry it was Terry, he said he's do, he's doing his podcast. I said, you what? He said a podcast. I said, what do you mean? What is that? He said, well, he's t- you know, a couple of them get to talk about. It was the a podcast on the German Bundesliga, would you believe? And uh, they had a weekly podcast. Yeah, so that was the first time I'd heard. To to I let's say it's two thousand six. I heard that. Yeah. Well, I I I had a an iPod. I've got no idea when that was but apparently the term is taken uh, from that so the iPod uh, made it possible to I see. for the every man as we'll call them to broadcast whatever they thought they wanted to share with the world but as you know my view about podcasts is sort of a slightly mixed bag I think the days are gone when it suited everyone I think now with broadcasters getting very very involved I mean, if you look at just BBC and Sky they have more podcast you shake a stick at and as you said you know the most popular genre news comedy and our old friend true crime there 
I would imagine there's quite a bit of pushing out of the average Joes who've just wanted to get a mic and wanted to get themselves set up and talk about fishing or snorkeling or whatever people talk about. So I think the the, the whole world has sort of swung behind podcasts. And we've also got the, the, the strange, uh, the, the sort of genre's been stretched a bit because you get podcasts on YouTube or podcasts that are filmed as well, and uh, which I, I think is interesting. I mean, you've got a strong view on this, I think, because uh, the reason you like podcasts, you said to me before, is that it allows you to get on with doing other things. It's a bit like radio, really. Well, a podcast on the uh, on YouTube is watching the television, isn't yeah. it? You're then having to sit and watch what's going on. Yeah. I mean, technically, I suppose you don't have to. You can go off and wander about. The, the audio is still going to yeah. be there. But yeah. I, 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 I mean, I'm not 100% against filmed podcasts, but I don't quite see what it is. But I think that's also something brought to us by the BBC because they're very keen on all of their whatever it is cast aren't they news cast brexit cast you know new everything uh, and they like to film that little little section um but i suppose we didn't sort of meet up today to talk about podcasting per se i think the sort of background of all things podcast does shape probably where we'll end up and the direction of travel for us but 10 episodes in it's quite a simple episode today i think as I said earlier, it's what we've learnt. Perhaps our own endeavours, have they informed the podcast at all? What have we learnt from others? We've had some cracking interviews. And then there's something I think that we've talked about and I think subliminally moved um, is the sort of purpose, purposeful conversation. But what do you think we've learnt thus far? Perhaps looking at our own endeavours, I'm afraid to say, I mean, you can go first, but mine haven't been overly successful, I have to say. From my my perspective, I mean, I've had more time that I would, than I would normally have had uh, this year thus far. Uh, perhaps a bit too much time. Um, and uh, I continue with the old gardening and the old allotmenting, and that, and that is the thing that gets me up in the morning. But as soon as real life starts to intrude... Uh, things get a little bit more complicated and perhaps a little bit less enjoyable than when you can completely focus on what you... Well, I would say it's part of a purposeful living rather than a purpose, the allotment. I, I, I think that um, it, it, it's something that excites me and, and, and gets me going in the morning. Uh, is it my purpose in life? I, I, I think it would be a stretch to say it is uh, because I don't, li you know, just, just live off the produce and blah, blah, blah. And uh, so, yeah, so I think that um, when or I, I think one of the things that strikes me or has struck me in the last month that external life has 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 come a little bit more into my everyday life uh, and I wouldn't say ruined things, but taken the 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 real excitement off of, off of uh, the allotmenting and gardening because I haven't had so much time to do it and also the times when I can do it a little bit more uh, limited perhaps or not to, of my ordinary choice so it's it, it's been yeah I mean that that I think is interesting you also had that small sort of operation which meant you couldn't go anywhere near the allotment for a bit didn't it so yeah, I'm going to say what that operation is because people are going to wonder oh, it was a herdier operation yeah, oh, yeah. right yeah which um which you know sort of 
pre the operation and, and after of had to be yeah you're right. I mean I forgot about that actually um I had to be a little bit more careful in terms of lifting and stuff and that you know sort of uh, limits again what you can do etc so again that's part of the whole external thing coming in and affecting uh your purposeful living I suppose but when you were away from the allotment that forced separation did you feel yourself bit miserable or relieved or what was your because there was a period where you, you just physically couldn't you weren't allowed to go down there were you, you weren't allowed to do any well I, I could have done but I, I it was very limited what I could do down there no I, I was just very frustrated really and and I, and I think that whatever I was doing you you couldn't focus on it because you'd rather be somewhere else so having to force yourself to manage other activities in life uh, better, I think, really was it was it's challenging. It's difficult because I'm sure we've all got places we'd rather be than 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 where we currently are at any one time. Plus that and the weather, of course, because it hasn't been brilliant. Let's face it. So, um, so I think what I've kind of learned, I suppose, is that. It is about balancing things uh, and accepting the limitations and trying to also be mindful about that awful word. Sorry about that, Neil. Um, but be mindful about uh, the need for doing other healthy and positive things as well as the thing that drives you, I suppose. About yourself. Well, my experience has, has been a little bit, um, I hate to use the term negative, but I think think if i'm honest you know when we first started 10 episodes ago so that's 20 weeks roughly speaking because we do one every two weeks don't we so we're 20 weeks ago you know i had cycling plans i had quite a lot of cycling under my belt so to speak and was you know sort of fairly focused on the cycling and what that meant and getting ready i think for the last 20 weeks i've wow. done as little cycling as I've done in the previous 20 years. I've done absolutely no cycling at all. Nothing. Um, and what that's meant is, that's sort of taken the edge off who I think <laughs> I am. So I don't, I, I, I'm no longer willing to sort of say, oh, you know, as a cyclist, I do this. I sort of think, oh, I just need to hang back a bit. So I found that very frustrating, not being able to get out on my bike. The main reason for that, if we go to purposeful living and living a purpose, is that this has taken over the whole Something to Aim At project is huge and and we can come on to it later on of course but that's the thing that's held me back so i haven't really since we started talking about purpose and purposeful living haven't been able to follow mine so it's been quite an odd position and i did feel a bit bad about myself when i was listening back to the the, the interviews we've done we've 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 only broadcast three interviews so far um, and all very interesting for different reasons. But I thought, you know, those three people we spoke to were able to still focus on the thing that drove them, if you will. Whereas as a co-founder, co-host of a podcast about purpose, 20 weeks in, I'm, I've done virtually no cycling. So I'm feeling quite bad about myself. It's interesting, though, isn't it? Because, uh, you know, I, you may disagree with this, I'm not sure, but I, I think this is part of your purpose, isn't it? The, the podcast and the magazine, the Something Project. Um, so, you know, it suggests there are other things, other things that get you up and out of bed in the morning. It's not just the Something Project. It's cycling. It's a, a multitude of things, I should imagine. Well, possibly, yeah, possibly. But I, I think that's the thing I've learned is, is that having wanting to talk more about 
purpose and purposeful living it's actually made it quite more challenging to actually live that dream if we call it you know so it's, that's been quite an interesting learning curve for me but just to pick you up on that sentence a couple of seconds ago there sort of purpose versus purposeful i think that's one of the biggest things i've learned in the last i mean we haven't been here for long of course but just in that 20 week period researching and talking to people through the interviews and offline is that I can now envisage what purposeful living looks like and I think possibly and I think purposeful living for me is having a much more rounded life than perhaps someone driven by a single purpose and if you think of the athlete trying to get under two hours for the marathon or an athlete trying to get under nine seconds for the 100 meters they're very driven individuals really driven but i would suggest without really knowing that they might be lacking a bit on the sort of fundamentals of what i would call purposeful living do you remember it's interesting do you remember the the podcast we did about paul robeson and the sacrifices he had to make uh, you know, for his purpose, which is justice, equality for all, etc. Uh, and I, I remember you saying, and you, I, I knew about Paul Robeson, but I, I wasn't as well informed as you. And I was surprised to hear that he was a largely a, an unhappy man. You know that, and I said, I suggest part of that is because he had to focus. His purpose was so all-consuming that it that it just took up everything, and so he lacked that balance that that you're suggesting leads to a happy life. It's funny you should say that, because obviously um, we heard of the passing of Harry Belafonte yesterday, 96, and quite a lot of the coverage has been about his civil rights involvement. But it was interesting. I, I was aware that he was known and uh, friends of Paul Robeson. So it's interesting how much Paul Robeson has cropped up in the sort of byline of all these sort of conversations about Harry Belafonte. But just a couple of weeks ago, Harry Belafonte was the honorary chair of the 125th birthday gala for Paul Robeson. And he, I mean, I, again, I sort of half knew this, but he was mentored by Paul Robeson. What Harry Belafonte said about Paul Robeson was he was the man who made sure that he learned the purpose of art was not to show life as it is, but to show life as it should be. And apparently that was the thing that guided Harry mm. Belafonte going forward. Well, one of the things that strikes me about Harry Belafonte was that he had a cameo in Black Klansman where he described the, the very real death of a young man called Jesse Washington. And it was, I think, either known then or collectively known as the Waco Horror and it was woven into the script of Black Klansman where he talks to some students and he goes in rather appalling detail about how this young man was killed. And it struck me that Black Klansman, I think, was 2018. And I think while Harry Belafonte is now 96, he was active. I mean, he was very busy and working all his, all his life. And as I say, attended the Paul Robeson 125th birthday so I think, you know, someone that really um, never stopped working but never gave up on his purpose, which was 
sort of human rights and um, the civil rights movement. But, you know, I, I think it's it's interesting, uh, you know, purpose versus purpose or live or not versus. I mean, I think you could probably do both. But um, I, I think uh, purpose can be all consuming, perhaps, and, and, and uh, it can achieve wonderful things, as we've said for, before, for other people. But but for yourself as a person, it, it can be draining and damaging, and uh, you know maybe not lead to a happy, contented life. Uh, and I suppose we're all to choose uh, what path we take, really. But purposeful living perhaps is a is a better introduction <laughs> to, to to that, you know, uh, to, uh, and and puts you in a be- in better stead, really, uh, if you're healthy and, and happy uh, to actually take on a big purpose, if that's what you want to do or what you th- think is your calling. But for most of us, I would suggest it's purposeful living that, that, that is something that is uh, immediately doable, for most of us, uh, in in some way or other, or some ways or other. You know, I thought you were going to just, whatever the term is, I can't think of a sporting analogy, but I thought you were going to hit a home run, if you will, with purposeful living is something to aim at, but you, you didn't. Just thinking about it, and these are very broad brush strokes, of course, but with purpose, you're either striving for a very specific goal, like as a, a sporting person, but if your purpose is like Carly Bird's, feeding the people of Harlow, or you're a carer to a, a child or an elderly relative, they're very externally focused and come with some cutting off of ties with people that are close to you, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But if you're living purposefully, my mind is that you've probably got things set fair. You've got enough close, familiar contact, whether that's family or good friends. You're probably looking after yourself, understand diet and nutrition a wee bit, taking a bit of exercise. And you're part of a community. So whether that's a, like if you live in a small village, everybody knows who you are and says good morning in the mornings, good evening, etc. Or if you're part of a wider community through online, I know that a huge amount of people now take quite a lot of comfort through knowing people globally rather than just that small village life. So I think if, if I was to put forward a, 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 a vision or a view, is I think purposeful living means you've probably got it just about right. Everything's working for you. So, I mean, yeah. So, but I suppose it's about allocating your time and your spare time. And yeah, I mean, we all have to make a living. So um, I, I guess our time outside of that, or your living could be part of your living purposely, but um yeah, so 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 it's it's about uh, apportioning time and resources to to do things that enrich your life. I think so. I I think I'd probably push it and say you're enriching your own life, but but you're also a part of somebody else's. I think that's where I was going for. If we take George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life, on the one hand, he thought he had failed his family because he. Well, he, he was willing to take the blame for an error in a banking issue. But what it turned out was he had touched the lives of so many other people. You could argue that, you know, he, his purpose in life was to be a man of the community and, and be known and well thought of. Yeah, well, I think we're probably a bit closer. We are a lot closer, I think, to, to, to where we're 
where we're heading, which is interesting in itself because it's been a process of discovery, really, in, in a sense, for us as much as uh, the audience, I guess. So that, that's kind of interesting. I, I guess sort of underlines uh, why we think it's important. Purposeful living is important because it's a process. Um, so anyway, I mean, part of the experience of this is, has been uh, uh, enjoyable talking about uh, the lives of people who are living purposefully. But the technical aspect of, of all of this, Neil, uh, and you've taken the brunt of it, I think. Uh, has, has it been easy uh, recording the podcasts uh, or has it been challenging? Well, luckily, Pete, I've been on many a YouTube video and I understand that it's incredibly <laughs> easy to set up a podcast, very easy to um, record them, script them, and then very simply edit them and make them available to the ever-willing audience. Um my own experience, I would suggest, is somewhat different to the marketing. I think they're incredibly enjoyable. I, I, I never thought that it would be quite so much fun to have our own podcast. But I do believe that, well, this is like, this sums up something to aim at, really. I think you and I have both said we think that there's a podcast in Purposeful Living. But what we don't want to do is just produce 30 minutes of nothing just to say we have a podcast so I think where there is a challenge both now and going forward is having content that people want to listen to and bringing to our audience the best guests that we can bring to the show but I must confess that I've found it a bit of a challenge doing the technical side of it I have to say I mean it's been enjoyable but if we go back to why I don't go cycling, I'm learning all about audio editing and all about um, how to be a good interviewer, how to get good guests. And I know you've been doing the similar sorts of things. So there's quite a bit of work involved to bring to the party a credible podcast, I would think. Yeah. And that's our aim, of course. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, th I think we have done so, not wanting to sort of... Uh... Uh, really boast about it, but I think we we have done some wonderful interviews, and 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 and, and the quality, thanks to you and your endeavours, have been have been has been high in terms of technical wise. I think it's been great. Um, you know, I think we're a little bit clearer now about about the direction we're heading. So I think that uh, that that that's going to be make it more interesting for for everybody, ourselves and and the listeners, and and hopefully the guests that we have on the show. Well, what I'd like to do now is do a little plug for our own Something to Aim At project. This is the Something to Aim At podcast, of course, but it's part of a larger project, which is the Something to Aim At project, which again has its focus on purposeful living. But it's this amazing website, which incorporates a magazine, it incorporates regular, if not daily, sort of short notes and short articles about purposeful living. We are just about to launch the blog within that and that'll be some slightly larger um, articles around living purposefully. Uh, its centre, I suppose, is the Something magazine, which is now a quarterly publication. And the third edition goes out in a couple of weeks or so. And that's the first one with external contributors. So that's a real first for us. We're pleased with that. And I think... If you want to know more about what we're up to and the Something to Aim At project, 
somethingtoaimat.com is a very good place to start. Well, after that short plug for something to aim at, um, I think the only thing that's missing really is is the feedback that we've received that that that. Uh, suggest that we should be moving to a weekly rather than a, a fortnightly podcast. Um, Neil, uh, I think you have a little bit more uh, <laughs> idea as to how that might look, perhaps. Yes, going forward, it it does seem that people that have been in touch with us with their kind words are pretty much always said, you know, oh, you know, is it possible to have a weekly podcast? It would, you know, it's it's much more engaging if we're there every week. And we both agree that's our aim to be a weekly podcast. But we're also minded, referring back to the conversation, that there are some problems doing everything weekly. And our plan of attack, I think, is to, for the next few episodes, be one every second week, but with a view to bringing it to a point where we can have a weekly episode. And the structure we're currently kicking around is that it would be one week of Pete and myself discussing issues and topics about purposeful living that we've seen in the media or something specific has come up. And then the following episode would be perhaps slightly longer and may involve a a guest. So I think what we're going to do is strike a balance, a little bit more of what you're currently listening to, but then also increasing the frequency. But at the moment, the next few episodes would be every second week but we are indeed aiming to be a weekly podcast entity i think that sounds exciting and um well i think that's how i look forward to the next show um which will be in a fortnight Uh, so remember you can follow the show on the website something to aim at.com you can subscribe via your favorite podcast provider and follow us on all the usual social media platforms using something to aim at. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at hello at somethingtoaimat.com. To